it was just um, doing whatever we could with the things we had, which is basically what we're doing now, right? Just on a larger scale mm-hmm. and with more intent, and it's mm-hmm. kind of never changed. It's it's always just been hanging around your friends and trying to figure out what's the most efficient and compelling way to get these ideas across. My name is West Gibbons, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with Reagan LeVan and Joe Russ, my two business partners at Tungsten. We discussed how Tungsten has changed since our very first podcast episode, our goals and values as a company, and how we'd like to impact the future of the film industry. This was the first time we've all been together in person since Reagan and Joe joined Tungsten, so we got to properly film this episode. I highly encourage you to check out the video version on our YouTube channel, which is linked below. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 74 of the Tungsten Originals Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. My name is Wes Gibbons, and I am joined here by my producer, Reagan. Hey. And my producer, Joe. Hello. And this is the first time that the three of us have been in the same place since Joe and Reagan officially joined the Tungsten team. So I figured that we would revisit the very first episode of the Tungsten podcast, which is called What the Hell is Tungsten? And, you know, it's basically the first thing that anyone ever heard from us. It explains what Tungsten is, you know, who we are at, at that recording. It was myself and Brooks and Kara, who are good friends of mine. They've been on the show many, many times, and they were kind of my partners in Tungsten at the very beginning, whenever this all really started. But that was in January of 2019. It is now May of 2021. So a lot has changed, especially within the past six months. We've kind of had the biggest growth that we've had since this whole thing really started. So, you know, we've got some more people listening to the podcast and watching our content in general and just kind of being aware of what Tungsten is. So, you know, I figured we'd sit down with all the three of us. This is the first time that we're getting to like properly for, uh, film it as well. So, um, you know, if you're listening to the audio only version, I highly suggest you check out the YouTube channel so you can see us in the flesh. Um, but hopefully we don't disappoint in that department. Um, but yeah, so again, this is the first time the three of us are out together, like as official Tungsten members. So welcome to Mississippi folks i know reagan you've been to mississippi before when we were, were originally going to shoot blueberries back in december Jan- no november, november. 2019 <laughs> the before times the before times yeah <laughs> but joe this is your first time coming to mississippi first time in mississippi i think i drove through mississippi um on my way out to los angeles but okay um first time like stopping through first time yeah how does it feel it is a wild time i (laughs) I highly suggest anybody who hasn't been to mississippi it is a must stop wow um you're the first person to say that (laughs) (laughs) especially the gibbons household they're um your parents are just they're great oh my gosh they're They're great yeah i've heard so many stories about your parents from like the first time you guys came down to uh uh, like scout for blueberries, right? And yeah, like your just classic southern just charm. Yeah. 
Hopefully in good ways. More good oh, ways in good ways. Yes, yes, yes. They're so lovely. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's exciting to have y'all both here. It's exciting to finally be making blueberries. Um, but we will talk more about blueberries probably later on in the episode because some of you may not even know what blueberries is. Or again, this might be the very first episode of the podcast you're listening to. And if it is, welcome. The first episode of the podcast has like some of the most like listens of any episode, I think, because people find tungsten and they go back and listen to that episode. So, you know, I'm glad people are listening, but this will be by far the more accurate version of what tungsten is, because like I said, just so much has changed in the past um, two years. So I guess a little bit about me, for those who don't know, my name is West. I'm from Mississippi. We're in my hometown right now, Cenotopia, which is just south of Memphis, Tennessee. And um, I met these two lovely people at SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design, for film school, that's where we all went. And um, in 2018, I shot a film called 38,600 Miles Per Hour, or 38 for short, shot that in my hometown. And that was kind of the first like tungsten project. I've been wanting to have a production company for basically since I started making movies and um, finally settled on a name. That's really all it was at that point. And so 38 was the first short film shot under like the tungsten umbrella. That was in the summer of 2018, and then I, I came back to SCAD and started planning the podcast, and the podcast started in January of 2019, and in my opinion, that's when Tungsten like really started becoming what it is, because a lot of people like have names that they put short films under, but that was like we were putting out weekly content, and that's when really Tungsten kind of like, I don't want to necessarily use the phrase blew up, but that's whenever people started finding out about it in like the SCAD community, both in and out of the film department. Um, and since then, I mean, we've produced, this is like the 70 something episode of the podcast. We did, uh, one episode per week for a year straight, um, from 2019 to 2020. Then obviously 2020 happened and it took a little bit. It was kind of on the back burner. Uh, Tungsten was in general. Um, and then in the later part of last year, you know, I wanted to like bring Tungsten back in full swing and I wanted to finally have like some official help. Some people who were like employees, they are not paid well. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to unionize against me? Uh, we're actually forming a strike. I'm a big union buster. <laughs> We've already got our pitchforks right. Okay, perfect. We bought shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little late. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just wanted some like official people. And I reached out to Reagan in December. And we had a super long Zoom meeting that was probably hours, hours long and talked about it. Uh, and then I had a like a three hour long phone call with Joe in like February, and here we are. <laughs> they are both officially a part of the team. Um, but I want to explain a little bit about like what tungsten is now because it's really matured. Like as we have all matured, it's of course matured since 2019. But even like I feel like the past six months, I think whenever I brought you on, we like had ideas. Yeah, and like the overall scope of things but now we are like executing on things mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um i mean the overall like the the short subheading that i give for tungsten is is a multimedia production company that celebrates independent filmmakers and so you know we are i'm primarily a writer and director reagan is primarily a producer and joe is a writer director and a dp um reagan is producing blueberries joe is filming or shooting blueberries 
but we all have different strengths that we like come together with and i think we all believe like in the future of independent you know film because we are independent filmmakers um so i guess i just kind of want to pick y'all's brain about like what celebrating independent filmmakers means because you know the podcast achieves that a lot of people think we are just a podcast which is fair this is our most well-known like piece of content this is what most people know us for but we also make short films and music videos we just got hired for our very first commercial gig and you know hopefully one day we're shooting features and tv shows and that kind of stuff like the, the the real goal is to have an office and employees and be up there with like the big dogs so um but since that's kind of you know the core of us i'd love to to talk about that so um you know i know reagan we even before you brought or brought on to the podcast or brought on to the team that we discussed tungsten a lot so like why is that something why is that like a mission statement something that attracts you to working for free <laughs> <laughs> this is a how-to on how to get free labor out of, yeah, right? out of, out of the people <laughs> you use your words wisely yeah. he is your boss yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pressure no i think you know when i grew up in my hometown there wasn't a lot of resources or just right. anything for film you know we couple of the neighborhood kids we'd get together and i'd come up with an idea and we'd go and shoot it on the weekends and we'd edit it we'd have a premiere in our backyard after i cut it for three days on movie maker and you know all that so even growing up wasn't really exposed to it or had people that did it you know and maybe took a class in high school and so i thought i wanted to be a foley artist because that was the only thing i had heard in high school in my class and i was like yeah you know what that's it right um, but there just wasn't a lot of resources. And I think growing up, if I had something to listen to, like Tungsten, and hear all these different perspectives and hear what people do and kind of have that learning moment, I think I already knew I wanted to be a filmmaker, but I think that would have given me the confidence and push to really like pursue and like have it's that. it's possible. Moment. Right, that it is yeah. possible for, you know, little kid in Kissimmee. You know, right. where do you go from there? So I think especially whether it is, you know, talking to that kind of audience and reaching these you know, audiences like that or, you know, whatever. I think it's really important to support independent filmmakers because that's just everyone's got to start somewhere and there's Mm -hmm. such a community in that. And that's what it boils down to. And I think that's what something that stands out to me in Tungsten is that celebration and that support of community. Right. In every aspect of what we do in terms of, you know, short films or even just the podcast and communicating with outreach to not even like just our scad bubble but expanding into we want to learn more from people and what they do but also like i don't know it's awesome to meet people and support each other because we've all got each other's backs and that's how we all learn and grow together yeah i mean i totally agree like growing up in mississippi i felt that i was the only filmmaker here and Mm -hmm. obviously now i know that's not true but all i knew was to go to YouTube and yep. watch Film Riot, which <laughs> was like the, the one unifying thing I feel like for so many filmmakers in our generation is like watching Film Riot, Indiegogo or Indie Mogul and those kind of like YouTube how-to videos. Um, but it didn't seem like, it just seemed like a faraway thing that like re- only rich people did yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Um, was it similar in Ohio, Joe, for you? Uh, it was similar in that um, I was able to gather my friends when I wanted to uh, I had this urge to make 
like short films or yeah. not really short films they're just like grabbing our family's camera when i was like nine or ten years old and just being like we're gonna make a movie right. and it's gonna be about uh some comedy uh involving darth vader <laughs> yeah. so like it was just um doing whatever we could with the things we had which is basically what we're doing now right um yeah. just on a larger scale mm -hmm. and with more intent and it's mm. kind of never changed. It was, it's always just been hanging around your friends and trying to figure out what's the most efficient and compelling way to get these ideas across. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you don't have a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I think one thing that we learned in film school and probably you just learn throughout your career making small scale stuff is like the story is the most important thing you know we've seen films made with a billion dollars and they're not that great <laughs> like the story isn't there but you know so much of our conversations in short films but in the podcast and like every kind of thing that we're making is about how it's gonna like the audience like how that that communication that connection with the audience um so yeah i think we all started in like similar ways and it's kind of cool to now be here um making things under a name under a company so to expand a little bit on exactly what tungsten is we've been working a lot over the past six months on the language of our company of our business and you know we need to have since we are growing into a company that has employees and that kind of stuff we need to have copy and just the actual language written down on paper about what we are because it can kind of be a nebulous idea the things that we're trying to do and we can certainly ramble for our goals for a long time but we need to have a succinct like answer to what tungsten is all about and so through many hours of conversation over Zoom, we have settled on three specific bullet points. The number one is to represent the next generation of filmmakers. Number two is to produce and promote original and honest media. And number three is to promote a more fair and just film industry. And, you know, so celebrating independent filmmakers is like the overall big picture goal, but we wanted to get a little more specific to talk about like, how do we celebrate independent filmmakers? Because all of those three things has to go back to that because that's kind of our north star that keeps us going so i kind of just want to go through those three bullet points and explain why we said that and how we're doing that through the work that we are making so representing the next generation of filmmakers is you know a, a tall order but not to sound pompous but like we are the next generation we just graduated last year reagan is graduating well, when this comes out, you'll be graduated. So congrats. <laughs> but when we're recording this in two weeks, literally two weeks, that's crazy. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of insane. Oh, my gosh. How does that feel? Well, weird not, now. Not it's not right. just not <laughs> in the last couple of weeks of film school. Jeez. Yeah. Have a crisis about well, that not, later. Yeah, we'll let Reagan <laughs> think about that for the next 40 minutes and <laughs> just contemplate that. Um, but I think... As we built our film community at SCAD, I think we realized that like we're we're good at what we do. And again, I don't want to sound arrogant or pompous at all, but I think we saw our work and our peers' work, and 
we're just capable of more of like more than maybe what the typical industry person would think. Um, and I'm sure every film school kid would say that, you know, I, I should check myself a little bit. Um, but the quality of work and the type of connections that we are able to make is of a professional scale. Like, yeah, we're of course still learning. We're always going to be learning. Um, but we run sets professionally and, you know, we are professional in our interactions with crew members and actors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we believe that we're the future of, you know, the film industry. And I don't necessarily mean like us, Tungsten or me, West Gibbons or Joe Reagan or whatever, like our generation, the people that grew up learning on YouTube and like making films and putting them on Vimeo and that kind of stuff. Like one day the old guard will be gone. And then we believe that we'll be the best people with the best tools to make, you know, hopefully the films that we see in theaters and make the same connections that the films that are making with us, you know, right now. Um, but, you know, to expand on a little bit, what do y'all think whenever y'all hear that phrase represent the next generation of filmmakers, like kind of what, what kind of comes up in your mind as as filmmakers who are just at the cusp of our careers? Because that's a it is it is a, a tall order. Um, I think all of those three points are like aspirational goals that we will always be shooting for. But what kind of pops in your mind when you think of that? Joe, you want to take a crack at it? <laughs> oh boy. Um, as far as like. Uh, the slogan, like, we represent the next generation of filmmakers. I think there's a lot um, about the industry that is ever-evolving um, and constantly changing, whether it's how long we work in a day. Um, yeah. Like, people want to have lives that are also outside of film. Um, there's the constant urge to have like film be a nine closer to what is a nine to five as opposed to 12 uh, to 14 hour day. Yeah. 12 yeah. to 14 hour day. Yeah. And having that not be the norm. So creating an environment or a, an industry or trying to push this on our industry. Break like what we've known of the history in terms yeah. of, you know, when you think about the ways and the reasons that led up to us establishing unions and right. now that we're seeing things that we've never seen in the industry before, you know, moving forward towards healthier work environments, safer work environments. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the film industry is such an unconventional work environment that it has lend lended itself to it being, you know, 14 hours and 12 hours. I mean, needing for unions to arise where there's unsafe work and there's uh, people can be treated unfairly. And with this new generation of filmmakers coming in and realizing like, oh, wow, this is not like any other job I've had. <laughs> other than the fact that, you know, you're making movies for a living. Right. There's also right. the 12-hour work days or yeah. even more. And no one really wants to work like that. It's yeah. just running you yeah. into the ground. Yeah. There's plenty of scientific studies behind yeah, sleep deprivation that will take years off your life. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot of um, want and backing behind that, especially in our generation, um, to make the film industry more livable. Yeah. 
That's a that's a good word for it. I mean, yeah. I worked six months on uh, in New York on Law and Order SVU as a COVID PA, um, which there are <laughs> a billion harder jobs in the film industry than to be a COVID PA. But yeah, I mean, it'd be twelve to fourteen hour days, and there were plenty of crew members because we filmed in Manhattan. So some people lived out on like Long Island or in New Jersey. There were plenty of people that would commute two hours round trip a day to their job. So that means they're automatically working 60 hours. Most jobs full time is 40. You're automatically working 60 if you're working 12 hours a day. And then you basically have a part time job commuting to your full time job. And you can just tell it, it, it really wears on people like unions like are the reason why the wages are so good. And like, you know, you're I'm not saying you're rich, but like the unions are you're making good money, which is good because they deserve it because they're working their ass off. But um, boy, do you just not have time to see your family or yeah. <laughs> even sleep the a recommended amount each each week and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, again, I, it's certainly an ambitious goal to be like, we can change that. But there are people that said we can create unions and they did. So why not? I think the best place to start is like you were saying with our own projects, like with blueberries, we're going to be shooting for, or I'm um, like, sh when I say shooting for, I mean, aiming to only have eight to 10 hour days. Um, and again, this is a small short film where no one's really getting paid and you know, that kind of stuff. It's not like a huge feature or anything, but those little decisions can have ripple effects, I think. Um, and just in how we treat each other, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, again, these are aspirational goals, but like, why not think we can do something about it? <laughs> no, because we're here. So, I right. mean, might as well, you know. Yeah, and to build off of Joe's um, point there, and especially your point with families, I think that's something that they don't. At least I haven't learned in film school, or like, <laughs> you don't really get to see that aspect because we're all, you know for the most part, young college students right. who, you know, you're not thinking about like, oh, when I have a family, you know what I mean? Right. But between working in the industry now, like as a part-time student and working in the industry and seeing my coworkers that are like, you know, still working 16 hour days for a few months and then they have to like figure it out again. Like their young children and at work. Yeah. Right. I saw one of my producers on a shoot facetiming his i think his son was like three yeah and that was like the only time he had on like his lunch break right you know and watching your kids kind of grow up like that and he talked about how much of a struggle that is for him because mm. of course he wants to spend time with his kids but right. also like it's so demanding and some people say like well that's what you get for going into that industry but right. i mean mother's day just passed and one of the film facebook pages that i follow or instagram pages posted like photos of all these moms on set over time. You're right. Like the and film like them. a mother video. Right. That I think and Netflix it's, made or something. You know, like yeah. pregnant women running slates or like holding mm. their kid's hand while they're gripping and just like all this stuff. And that's super awesome and super inspirational and like that's badass, you yeah. know? But at the same time, like when will we have these environments that will allow you to, you know, be able to go home and see your families, right. you know, at decent hours. Right. So I think that's definitely something to look forward to as well yeah. as, you know, I think our generation has lived through a lot and has seen a lot of things. Just from, in a year. <laughs> well, just in a year, but, yeah. you know, world events and, you know, technological changes. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see 
um, in the future, kind of a new point of the stories that we see brought to screen because we're right. seeing new stories. We're seeing new representation that we haven't seen before. And it's starting small, obviously, but even like Chloe Zhao's recent win. Right, for Nomadland. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, just moving forward, how we can shape the industry to see more, you know, representation, more diversity, more right. stories, you know, that we probably haven't really seen before. Right. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, to go to, to check myself, <laughs> I feel like I have to get the disclaimer that we know those these are tall orders that we're saying. And I could also kind of hear some people who have been working in the industry for a while, like balking at those ideas of like, you guys think you're going to change how many, how, how long we're on set. And again, I don't, this isn't just us three. I don't think that just the three of us ourselves are going to change the world or anything, but like these are just conversations that we are having amongst our peers of like how we think the industry should change. And when enough people start thinking that way and acting on those things, like the rules begin to reflect just the culture of that time. So I think the culture is changing. I think the industry has also become a lot nicer. I had Jeremy Muller, one of the second, second ADs from SVU on the podcast. And he talked about the industry becoming a lot nicer. Um, so yeah, I mean, representing the next generation of filmmakers is a big thing that we're thinking about. Um, something that we're thinking about with every like new idea we implement, like how can we engage with our peers and meet people from other film schools or just other communities, people that don't go to film school, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, and just build that community because we all have to look out for each other, like you were saying earlier. Um, the next big thing that we aim for is to produce and promote original and honest media. And this is also a big topic of discussion. Whenever we pick up a project um, or launching a new series or whatever it may be, um, is it original? Obviously, you don't want to copy other people. But I think this the word in there that's important to me uh, is honest. I think we've all seen content, media, what have you, that is very dishonest and takes advantage of people. And that can be like as on the nose as misinformation, but also just overall like predatory stuff that just kind of makes you feel not good when you watch it. Like some stuff on YouTube, certainly I watch it and I can just tell it's like super fake um, and is like assuming that the audience is dumb or something. Um, and that's just not the kind of stuff we make, you know, like, I mean, I write family dramas, <laughs> you know, that's what we're filming in a month. Um, the two recent projects that we picked up this year are pretty serious, you know, movies created by honest people who are very good at what they do. That's not to say that we don't want to make comedies. I think the next thing I make after blueberries, I want it to have more of a comedic element than a family dealing with Alzheimer's, which is a not very comedic at all unless i unless y'all want to make it a comedy we could it, it could, could be, it could there, be there's fun. definitely um i mean <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely some watch up. might be best to you know <laughs> might, might be best Wait. not to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. now, that, now that we think about it um but you know that that doesn't that's not to say like we can only make serious things that aren't fun or whatever but i just think there's an honest way to approach making things like like this podcast like i don't not lying to the audience you know like it's what you see is what you get pretty much it's just me and someone else talking like if if we get sponsors which is probably down the line like it'll only be with people who 
we feel represent our values, of course. Um, we're not making any money. So like, you know, we're not, you know, trying to bring on people just to like make a ton of money and take advantage of the people that listen to us. Like, I think that the honesty is, is about like respecting our peers and like the art we're trying to make, but also respecting like the audience because I mean, the fact that we're nearing 8,000 downloads and listens to the podcast across all platforms is pretty insane. Uh, so thank you to those who have listened. Um, but we want to respect your time, you know, and just the process, I guess, because there's ways to do this like, and only just with the pursuit of making a ton of money and, and it's kind of predatory and unhealthy and, um, some people do that. I mean, I'm not even thinking of any specific names, but just some people set out this and it's like, how can we take advantage of people just to profit? Off I of think them, even you know? like a better word, like predatory. I mean, that just sounds Yeah, like, that's a little too. <laughs> yeah. Um, too but aggressive. like a, maybe like scammy. There's a lot of yeah. scammy like, yeah. hey, I'm in my uh, garage with my car and I've got all these. Like, <laughs> this is how you become a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Knowledge. It's not like weird. <laughs> like. Yeah, here's this knowledge and I can sell it to you. Right. And like that is not anywhere. Like there's the two channels of honesty that I can see Tungsten we want to go down is like the honesty in our films and the honesty in the information about how we made those films. Right. Or yeah. how like people make yeah. those films. So the honesty in the films would just be like you're really only going to love a film or connect with it if it has human truth. Whether that truth is something you agree with it is honest and it is true and it is something that you can relate to or empathize with as a human who's gone through feeling emotions or feeling whatever experiences on screen. And then as far as the channel of the honesty of Tungsten as a company is like what information are we putting out that we're telling people is this is how we made this film or this is the information we've received from this industry professional right. that is available now through our interviews that we would like to share with you. Mm -hmm. Like the honesty is as honest as the people we interview and the information that we see is fit to tell the audience. Right. Nice. That's a way more. Yeah, yeah. That's a way better way to say <laughs> what I was saying. That's totally true. I mean, I feel like in our mentors and like the professors at SCAD, the people that were honest with us and like, didn't BS us and just kind of told us how it is. Like those are the people that I connected with the most and just like the peers that we connect with the most. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's best not to sugarcoat anything. Like yeah, if exactly. something sucks, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, be honest and just be like, well, this set sucked or today <laughs> sucked. And here's right. why, because we would like, we're telling you this because we want to improve it. We right. want to mature move on what did we do wrong what did, right. what did, what was on set that was inefficient that got our moods down or something that we could have done in pre-production that could right. have expedited these problems way beforehand so yeah. it's important that we're not only honest with ourselves but that we're honest with the audience so that it keeps us to a certain standard that we're right. constantly trying to self-improve yeah and like bring other people like help them learn to not make the same like mistakes that we're making uh, some mistakes are learned best when you make them yourselves but like yeah i just 
making it educational in that way. Yeah. Because right. that's how, again, I learned from Film Riot and Ryan Connolly being like, hey, I was going to make this thing, and then that never happened, but now we got this film. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I can really add more to that. <laughs> I think you hit the nail. I think you hit the nail on the head. Really, that's awesome. Um, and then the final point of uh, you know those blunted points list is to promote a more fair and just film industry. And Joe was touching on that a lot earlier about like you know the time we're on set and unions and all that kind of stuff and how that has changed the industry. But I think that that's probably one of the most aspirational goals because that's like we want to change the industry <laughs> like that's a, in a lot of ways yeah in a lot of ways that's a tall order um and again that starts at our level which is the shorts level and that is like having better representation on in front of the camera and behind the camera in the stories we are telling in the people i'm having on the podcast all this kind of stuff and that is something that like I think we will always be improving and it's not to you know after last year and just after these conversations over the past several years like many companies are making a push for diversity i think a lot of them are doing it in a dishonest way just because they don't want to get like railed on twitter <laughs> or something like that because it's the trendy thing to do you know we believe that different perspectives makes for better stories and makes for better on-set experiences like the favorite sets that i've been on have been with people who like i don't know their background and i get to learn about it and we all have these different strengths and that comes together to make a great project you know and a great product so you know again this is something that like we're constantly striving for like how we can expand the type of people that we're reaching out to on the podcast who are the, who are the filmmakers that we are working with um and we'll always be improving you know like we have aspirational goals but we're also just kind of it's us three and then a couple of friends helping us and you know we're we're having constant conversations about how we can do better and do bigger things um but that's also something that i think we've had a lot of conversations with our peers of like this is a pretty like obvious thing to say and i don't think anyone would outright disagree with this but We've had these conversations like, okay, assaulting someone on set is bad or um, harassing someone on set is not okay. How do we prevent that from happening? And it's not that we can control other people's actions, but you can promote like environments where that is very obviously not accepted because I think we've all seen, not that we've worked on any insane industry things, but like we've just heard the stories and seen the stories of people being disrespected and like mistreated on set. And it's just not okay. And obviously that's become more public with the Me Too movement over the past like four years or something. Um, but even with those, all those public conversations, I have talked to my peers or I've talked to my peers and it can still seem like not a lot has changed, you know, even though it's had a spotlight put on it. So again, we're, I'm not going on, we're not going on big sets and like telling them how they should do things, but it all comes back to like, how do we carry ourselves and what are the environments that like we are fostering? And my hope is that when people see a tungsten project, like they, like a short film, they want to work on it because they know that it's like a safe place to create. And like, they don't have to worry about just any, like any, any awful thing that sadly some people have to worry about working on some projects. So, um, 
that's also kind of a, a big a big goal, but we're we're shooting for it. I mean, I'm definitely trying to foster that kind of environment on blueberries. And I know like, you know, with like with lighthouse keeping the short that uh, a short that we picked up that shot earlier this year was like very women led set. Um, you know, junk had a great team mm-hmm. that involved women as well. Um, obviously women aren't the only people we should be discussing, but you know, it's steps. We're like, we're, we haven't achieved that goal. We were always like marching on to, to that universe. Yeah. I think it's a ripple effect too, because even though a lot of, you know, bigger sets or like companies and stuff, you know, you might look at indie films, especially people that aren't in film or people higher up in film. It's just, well, they're little sets, you know, they're little groups. It's just a bunch of friends, you know, kind of deal. Not always, but I think having those values starting off smaller and not being Mm. the big fish in the sea, but starting off smaller and having those values and those goals carries because then if you have new people joining your sets and they're seeing the way things are run, they carry it onto their sets. And then as everyone grows and goes into, you know, bigger things, it carries, you know, and it is that ripple effect. And I think that's why it's so important to start small, to start at film schools, to, yeah. you know, because it carries. And that's yeah. really the way to start these mm-hmm. kind of changes. Yeah, exactly. And I just know that a lot of people have been told, like, oh, that's just the way it is. It's always been that way. And, like, man, what a what a way of def- just accepting defeat <laughs> that you can't create the positive change. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are... That's kind of the heart of what we're of what we're trying to do. Like celebrating independent filmmakers is is the big picture, top of the funnel thing. Um, and then we have those three points, and uh, you know that is who we are. That's w- what we're trying to do as a production company. And again, since 2019, but even since January when we released our like or February when we released our um, episode of the podcast where we introduced Joe and Reagan, even a lot has changed. Since then, uh, like I said, we picked up uh, a few short films since then, um, and we just got our very first commercial gig last week. <laughs> last week when we're recording this, uh, I shot it. Joe is editing it. And it's going to be awesome, right, Joe? Yeah. I mean, you are a DP by uh, oh shucks by trade now. So it's, uh, it's... I technically did get paid to DP. So I, th- is this your first DP gig? Your first fit, I think so. Like paid film gig so. for Tungsten was a DP gig. That's true. Wow. wow. Move over, Joe. <laughs> oh Watch my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for you to be the DP again <laughs> on our next paid thing. It is gorgeous, though. You, well, thank you. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, we can share some BTS content from that commercial uh, on our social medias and also on our Patreon. Um, that was a big thing. Launching the Patreon was a mountain of work and conversation. I think we had that idea back in January. Yeah. Probably. No, that, um, that came up very early on. And it yeah. was, uh, and I think even before that, um, yeah. maybe even we talked to... about that before you were like last summer. Before yeah. We you talked were, about right. that like yeah, yeah, yeah. months and it like, what was that? March? Yeah. It was like, geez, last March year. of last year. Right. Wow. And I was like, have you ever thought about, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't have, the means at this, <laughs> this stage um and yeah i mean you know I'll, I'll link our patreon pitch video below uh that is that was really exciting like making that that video joe knocked it out of the park in the editing um we filmed that on my rooftop 
in New York. Uh, technically, my sister's rooftop. <laughs> but um, that's just another thing. Like, you know, to to achieve these goals, we need to be able to have the finances to achieve them. Um, and this is super self-funded, you know, like um, every dime I'm making is like going into blueberries and to, into tungsten. Um, but the Patreon was a way to like, you know, help recoup some of that so we can grow even more. Um, like we're not pocketing anything. Like it's all just with the goal of making more stuff and working with more filmmakers. Um, and that's a really, really exciting project. I feel like whenever we made the Patreon video, that was like the best way of showing someone what we are about. Like you can just send them the video because it's super polished and it's just, it, it hits all the points, you know, that we've been expanding on here. Um, what else do we have? I mean, the podcast is, is back strong again since early February, which is exciting. Um, we're making an intro for like short films. We just had a meeting on that today. Uh, you know, like the, the company motion media intro. That's exciting. We've been doing a big rebrand since like late last year. Got a new looking logo. at equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop looking at those cameras and no, those not. lenses. My wanna, God. Wanna buy a camera. No, we, we can't. But we want to. Well, the crypto needs to go up a little bit more <laughs> before we decide. We'll <laughs> this is turned into the Dogecoin podcast. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gosh. Okay. We're, we do not endorse. We're being uh, a little too honest, honest now. <laughs> this is too honest. <laughs> this is what our secret Cut this are. out. Cut this yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quinn, don't leave this anywhere. Uh, <laughs> We're cooking up some fun things for the summer, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, the thing. We can't talk about that that's yet. That's true. That's true. But the thing excited. we discussed the other day. What? That you were asleep for? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I was there in spirit. But yeah. No, I know Always. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Come so, July. Right? Yeah. I think so. Come July. So next month when this is out. Yeah. So keep an eye out. That might be. Can we tell no, that what it's that, called? The name? I think we can. We can drop the name. Yeah. Name Do you want to say it in unison on three? Sure. sure. One, two, three. Filament. Filament. Let's just sit in that for a second. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep, and now we really have to follow through because that's there. Yeah. So now we. No, that's good. We that's actually, holding us to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, start the edit copy. That out. <laughs> start it on the plane tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Come early July, uh, that thing that we just announced. Yeah. Part, I, partly I, announced. I think it's good to circle back to the. Um, talking about the patreon just because yeah. like yeah. um that's been such a huge part of uh like what we stand for and right. supporting tungsten as a company because right now it's it's pretty much like we've done the one commercial thing and we're planning on doing right. more and it's mm -hmm. leading to more right but having tungsten support independent filmmakers mm -hmm. which is the core of like what tungsten is Supporting independent filmmakers who are yeah. independent filmmakers, people who don't have a studio behind them, people who don't have the means or the monetary to fund a full length feature film mm -hmm. or this film project they want to create. That's where, you know, Tungsten comes in right. and the Patreon comes in where, you know, Tungsten can help these independent filmmakers create these beautiful projects that otherwise wouldn't have been told. Right. So it's this uh, beautiful way for uh, people who enjoy the Tungsten Originals content 
to be able to help those independent filmmakers directly yeah. and know that they are contributing to um, independent work that otherwise would not have the means of being told. Right. So all of that is just super helpful in the sense it's... That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, well, no, I mean, it's just helpful. Yeah, it's it's super helpful because <laughs> you did a great job. That's that's like a, a visual ellipses that you just added to the end of that sentence. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, we would love to to find a, a filmmaker that has a script that like we know has to be made and like hits all of the points that we are passionate about as filmmakers and that we are passionate about as a company. All they need is like a thousand dollars or something, or maybe they've raised most of their budget, and all they need is like five hundred bucks or something. Whatever the number, we want to be able to help it make help make it happen. Like like come in and give people the resources, whether that's money, equipment. One of the big resources that we've been able to provide to those short films is just our producing help, like because we, you know our filmmakers <laughs> know what it what it what it needs to help make things happen um so like for example junk is uh, a horror short that is under the tungsten umbrella that filmed in january yeah. that uh reagan was the only person on set for in terms of our team not the only <laughs> just a one person band um but one of the biggest things that we helped out on that team is like of course reagan now helped out in the producing aspect but we created their whole Indiegogo and um, planned out the video, planned out the tiers. Joe um, made the pitch video, which looks incredible. Fantastic. Um, but you almost forgot there for a second. And Joe was present. <laughs> Joe showed up. He was, he, you know. <laughs> I think you retweeted some stuff about, about Joe. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, you're really pulling your way. On the Twitter I don't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, we were able to reach our goal in like less than 24 hours. And that's not to say, that's not to blow smoke up our ass. But it's pretty cool. I think we did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just an example of like how we are trying to build relationships with these other filmmakers. And again, in that same way, like we're not coming in like Aiden, the director of Chuck, we're not coming in and saying, Aiden, if we help out, Junk is now our film, you lose all control, all this kind of stuff. We want it to be symbiotic. Like we, we want it to be a positive experience because we all know people have gotten screwed over by like bad contracts or by people just trying to like use your film for a producer credit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're honest people, and so we're just trying to do this in the honest way. But I'm glad you dove in on the Patreon because if you want to check it out, that'll be the first link in the description. <laughs> it's I mean, a huge help. There's also you know there's the what you touched on, which is the independent filmmakers that we help out directly. Right. But the Patreon also helps us uh, reach out to filmmakers who might not be able to reach out to us directly, right. who just listen to the podcast for the information. Right. So, for example, they might listen to the podcast for the information, but they have no idea where to get this, these like materials or what these right. materials might look like, which is something that we are providing on the Patreon. Right. Which is something that it's like, you know, going to film school and going through like sets and having all this different experience and seeing how people do things differently mm-hmm. um, and having this wide range of like seeing how different people make call sheets or different yeah. people make uh, all these budget sheets are super helpful to try and figure out, well, what best suits my project? Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff with the projects that we're working on, we're providing on the Patreon. So you can kind of sift through a lot of those 
uh, documents or details or storyboarding or those creative assets of like mm -hmm. when we marked the script um, and how we figured out what we needed for production design on a certain mm -hmm. page. All right. that stuff yeah. is stuff that like would be super helpful and right. <laughs> I wish I had. I, I wish yeah. I had it. And um, stuff that I think not only like is good for us to just document and have, hmm. but um, to anyone who finds the Tungsten Originals podcast or the content that we put out useful um, is just the next step of yeah, like, totally. mm -hmm. what they might find useful. Right, exactly. Like with junk, we're putting up like a full breakdown of how they built a set. <laughs> like they built an entire set inside of a warehouse and it looks incredible and it was a huge task. <laughs> and we're lucky enough to be part of the project and have access to those documents and, you know, behind the scenes like process images and all that kind of stuff. And if you are, you know, entering into a film that has a large production design like budget or just art department, um, things that they have to do, that's a great way to go and learn and, and get, get a sense of how you should organize things and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Patreon is like by far the, one of the best ways, uh, the best way to support us and make sure that this podcast can continue to happen and we can continue to make anything and reach these goals that we're trying to reach. Um, but it's, you know, we want to foster a good learning experience with our patrons and the people that support us. Um, cause not everyone can go to film school. Some people have different experiences at film schools, like even just depending on your professor, all that kind of stuff. We've learned a lot and are still learning every day, both in our jobs and like the projects that we were making. I've learned a ton making blueberries over the past <laughs> two years that we've been trying to make this film happen. Um, so yeah, like that is, uh, you know, I, I did expect to. I guess I didn't plan on talking about the Patreon that much, but I'm glad you bring it up because it really is, it's like the peak of what we're trying to do is there. Um, so yeah, you should check that out if you want. Um, but I mean, unless y'all can think of like any other things that we need to hit on, I feel like we're, I feel like this is a good introduction to what we are trying to do. You know, whoop, what the hell is tungsten? Yeah. I think we answered yeah. that question. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. If you want to find out what the hell tungsten is, just keep listening to the rest of the podcasts. There's plenty of filmmakers and people that you can learn from who have amazing experiences and a lot of great information. And if you want to further delve into it, go go to the Patreon. Yes, absolutely. Do you agree, Reagan? I think so. <laughs> you know, if anyone, because that's the thing too, is expanding like our community and, yeah. you know, meeting more filmmakers. So if there's anyone, you know, listening who's ever, oh, I had this idea for a script, but I don't right. know what to do or, you know, who to contact or oh my gosh, I've had this experience or this is what I do. I'd love to speak, yeah. you know, on the podcast. Right. Like we're always please super reach open. Out. Yeah, please. Yeah. We're always open to meeting other filmmakers and hearing their experiences and yeah. bringing that knowledge to our audience. Yeah, exactly. And again, like we, we're, we're from SCAD, so that's kind of our community. We want to grow. Again, if you went to film school, if you didn't, wherever you are in the world, like we want to meet you because we all at the end of the day, want to just make great things that connect with each other. And we want to connect with each other as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, this has been exciting. It's so exciting, kind of surreal. We've been on Zoom for the past five months. We've had hours of Zoom meetings. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think whenever we were launching the Patreon, you and I had like five, like three 
four plus hour Zoom calls discussing yeah. the video and stuff like that. But I cherish those times. Those were fun. <laughs> Some one of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, and you know, hopefully, the the dream that I like think of on a daily basis is us all having an office and having employees and paying people well and being fair and achieving these goals that we want to be achieving and we are in our infancy but over the past two years we've achieved so much over the past five months we've achieved a lot and i think that we will be at our goal of being a full-fledged company making stuff that you can see anywhere it's it's doable i think so and um you know why not why not try to shoot for something like that? So I think that is it. I hope after listening to this episode, you now have an answer to the question of what the hell is tungsten? Um, we have definitely enjoyed sitting down and you know talking about our philosophies and what we're trying to do because we're trying to do a lot, but we have some really specific goals along the way. If you listen to the audio only version of this episode, you should check out the video version on our YouTube channel. We've put in a lot of effort on the video versions, that's been one of the more exciting things uh, for me, like one of the new forays into Tungsten. Um, so shout out to Quinn, who is our editor, has been doing a fantastic job. And also shout out to Hunter, our photographer. Can't wait to have you on set in Blueberries. But um, yeah, Joe and Reagan, thank you for joining me for this podcast. Um, and also thank you for joining me in Tungsten. You know, Tungsten is my baby. It's my biggest dream in life. And uh, there aren't any other people that I would want to start this thing, you know, at the very beginning. Um, and I look forward to growing it and having an office one day. Are y'all yeah. are y'all looking over my shoulders at each other? <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first episode, welcome. If you've listened to every single one, thank you. There are some bad ones out there. So <laughs> thank you for putting up with all of it. Um, but it's been exciting to grow this company and boy, do we have a lot of plans for this year and for the year following. Um, so I just really can't wait to do it all. It's a very, very exciting time uh, to be part of Tungsten Originals. So thanks again for watching and listening. New episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. on wherever you get your podcasts and on our YouTube channel. June is the Tungsten month of the podcast. So we have this episode where we tell you who the hell we are. And then I'm going to interview Reagan. I'm going to interview Joe. And I'm going to interview Quinn. I'm pointing because he's the editor and he was, he's not here. But <laughs> that's all exciting. Um, I can't wait to dive into these people's backstory and how they ended up at this table with me. Um, so, yeah, thank you all again for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one.